Hey there, Starseeds. Welcome to Beyond the Cosmic Table. We're a group of friends from different cultures, backgrounds, and beliefs. We gather around our table and initiate honest and open conversations on how energy and frequencies influence what we create around us. By expanding awareness, we're able to journey with practical guidance leading to our highest awareness and conscious living. So take a seat and join us at our table. Most of us that remember our dreams in such detail often wonder what they mean. In this gathering around our virtual table, the group discusses some dreams that have come up and talk about the possible meanings, symbolism, and premonitions they may be giving us. We've been noticing that a few of us have been popping into each other's dreams. And so today's podcast is about dreams. How do you get your symbols? How do you get your messages? and stuff like that. Does anybody around the table have any kind of dream they'd like to bring up? I want to say something first about that. It's, we can consider this like a psychic network that we're in because we're also very close. You know, we spend a lot of time together. We're all, everybody's working on psychic development together. And so I think that's part of the reason, like typically when you have people in your dreams, they're representing something. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if you have somebody from high school pop into your dream, it's something significant to that time in your life that you is trying to come out of your subconscious into your conscious mind. But like with us, because everybody's here developing their abilities, I think we're jumping in and out of each other's dreams. And a lot of it, like Evie always says, I tell my guides that if there's something important, tell Jamie and then she'll tell me <laughs> like if exactly. I'm missing it, pop in there, you know. And then I'll have like a dream about her or I'll get a message for her or something like that. And so I think like, I feel like that's kind of an underlying thing with this group is that that's why so many people have other people from the group in their dreams. It's that psychic connection. It's like a internet of connection between all the members of the group. That's true. That's true. That totally makes sense. And we've discussed before how, I mean, what's really reality dreams what we refer to as dreams, well, our waking state is a dream state as well. Mm-hmm. True. So we had, um, Julie brought up a few things about a dream she had where she was like sliding down a hill. So we've been talking a, a lot about symbolism. So you guys jump in, you know, on any of this, but um, the symbolisms of what it is to be climbing up a hill and then sliding down, that sounds pretty obvious, right? That you're you're not you feel like you're kind of like falling from grace or you're backsliding or, you know, I loved how she described, she was able to remember with so much details, how she was using her feet to control how fast she was going down. And when she was climbing the hill again, she was holding on to every rock, which, you know, could have been symbolizing her getting a grip to move up or every rock could have been a problem that she was hanging on to or something that she had to get past. Mm-hmm. I just love all the symbolisms. Or you could see the the upward climb as like a struggle. And then when she lets go of resistance and she starts to slide down, it's easy. She's in the flow. Cause then she said in her dream that she started to think it was fun when she was sliding down. That could be her subconscious trying to let her know that she's got a little too much resistance happening in her life and and she's making it more of a struggle than maybe it needs to be. And if she could let go of that and just go with the flow, that would be beneficial and fun. 
It was interesting yeah. too that she had a yak show up of all animals. Did anybody look it up and see what it meant? Yaks are very spiritual and they tend to be, um, they show up in a lot of the dream dictionaries as stubborn as well, but they're very spiritual. Is there another name for a yak or is it just a yak? I looked up yak and it matched what she was feeling. I can't remember what the meaning of it was, but I just looked up dream meaning of yak. All right. I'm looking in this book, which is kind of my, Oh wow! I love this book for looking up animal totems. Really, Uh, um, I have another one by I think it's Ted Andrews, and it's it's I feel like he goes into too much detail about all the characteristics of each animal and their mating habits and their everything else. And it's just like, okay, we'll just get to the point. This one really gets to the point, but I'm not seeing yet. Uh, let's see, nope, it goes from woodpecker to zebra. There's no other name for a yak. I mean, I don't think we've said the word yak as many times as we have. (laughs) Yeah, we could just Google it, but I like this book as a very good reference. I trust what it says in this book, but. You should actually write to that author and ask him to put an addendum in. So is an ox the same thing as a yak? A mute ox. So yeah, that's what Wikipedia says. Okay, well, I think ox is in here. So it kind of goes with the relinquishing your stubbornness, relinquishing the control and letting things slide smoothly. And then also the part about um, her, she couldn't reach her husband or she was calling out for him to help her and he was not, she was not able to reach him. So it's like she needs to let go of these issues on her own and she's not going to have someone rescue her to deal with them. Yeah. Here's what it says. Okay. If an ox shows up, it means no matter how harsh the emotional climate or physical environment, you will endure. Well, that seems fitting for right now. (laughs) You're discovering a primal strength and fortitude inside you that's increasingly available to you for your protection. Well, think about that in the context of her dream. That's pretty cool, right? She needed that uh, primal strength in her dream. Right now, it's important to provide extra guidance and protection for any children in your domain. Meet any challenges head on with courage and persistence. Look to your family or group of friends for support, comfort, and protection. Interesting. It's interesting because she was calling out to her husband. Literally, she's climbing a hill and everything and climbing rocks, seeing a yak, and yet she had a cell phone with her. But if you know know her journey, you know that... She had anxiety based in a lot of things, especially like spirit, you know, sensing spirit and things like that. And her husband was sort of her security. Right. And and so now she's at a point in her life where she doesn't really need that anymore. She's now in control of her own um, abilities more and, and understanding everything more that I think that dream is really showing her that she doesn't need that. I have another book, um, Animal Magic, and the line that pops out for me is is, um, that symbolizes gaining patience and stamina for a project that will take a little time. I like that. What's the the name of that book? Animal Magic by DJ Conway. And that was specifically for Yak? What was the ox? Oxen? I found Yak, the dream meaning of Yak. I think that's the same thing, like feelings about someone or something in life being too passively big or being too big to fight. Makes sense. Makes sense. Diane kept showing up telling me, I just got $2,300. 
And so I just texted you. I, was it yesterday? I think we texted. Yeah. And I said, Diane, again, you're showing up telling me you got $2,300. It's twice, $2,300. Hmm. So there's something about 2000 2300 And the number didn't make any sense to me. Numerologically, it didn't make sense to you? Well, I didn't understand why it was. That's a weird number, 2300 Oh, Jamie. In my dream, you came up with 23. In the dream, you in had my it. dream. <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. In the dream, yeah. Oh, that's true. So I had Diane in my dream on Saturday night. And I've been dying to tell Diane what she was doing. And Diane oh. hasn't heard this, so I'm Do excited tell. to hear it. <laughs> and I found a similarity with Julie in her dream. So I'll, I'll tell you guys the quick and painless version. Um, so Diane and I, Diane was taking me to a new patient or a client that we were supposed to be working on. And this client, um, you know, I had never been there. So she took me to this person's place. It was on the second floor. It almost felt like an apartment complex, but there were escalators going up. So she takes me there. And by the end, fast forward, by the end of this visit with this client, we end up having to restrain that client. It got, it got ugly. So we ended up having to restrain this male. Didn't, I don't know who this male is. So the next day, Diane's like, well, Agni, you already know where this person lives. So just meet me there. So I was trying to meet her there and I was going up the escalator on the other side. I look up and in the railing, I see my cousin playing the guitar. So I was like, oh, it's that way. So I head up that escalator. And as soon as I get to the second floor, all of a sudden, because I'm petite, all of a sudden it starts getting crowded. And um, I see, and like, I'm starting to like not be able to, um, and so I'm calling out to my husband like to help me. And he can't hear me. My voice is muffled. Mm-hmm. And he can't hear me. And then all of a sudden, I see um, some people that I don't know put a lanyard around my neck. And I'm still calling out to my husband for help. And the end of it, the dream ends with one of the one of the people taking a lighter and ready to light my lanyard on fire. And I could not. And I didn't see the rest. It's so interesting that you and Julie, both in your dreams, were calling out for your husband, and your husband could not help you in some way. What's on the lanyard? It's, yeah, just a picture of me, you know, with a lanyard around my neck. The old you. Right, transmuting, alchemy, burning it up. And also the lanyard to me represents like your job. You know, when else do you wear a lanyard unless you're in high school? That's like your your little ID badge or whatever ID for your job. So that's like the old you. Now you're moving out of that. You're transitioning out of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you're looking for your husband for support. You know, is he going to support this financially? Is it going to be okay in our relationship if I leave my job and start my spiritual business and all that? But you don't need him because you're the creator of your reality. So you're going to design and build this reality all on your own even. I mean, it doesn't mean you have to be away from him, but I'm just saying, like, if you see that in your mind, you think you need him to be the avenue for the support while you make the transition? Not necessarily. And what do you guys think um, Diane's role was in the dream? What was her part in the dream? I'm trying to remember. She took me up to our patient who we ended up having to restrain. <laughs> you know what? She took you up in an escalator, right? 
Mm-hmm. Or, uh, was it an as- elevator or escalator? Escalator. So you're seeing her as uh, someone who can help uplift you to the next level, or you're seeing her at the next level and she's going to be assisting you in some way with that, with your spirituality. So like getting to that next uh, higher dimension or that next higher level in your ability. So maybe think about when you think about Diane, do you think, oh, I want to be able to do what she does? Do you think like, oh, I want my abilities to be as open as hers? Or is there something that you aspire to when you think of Diane, because that that's sort of a dream where you're going up with someone, but there you said she's taking you up. That's what that means to me. Yeah, and obviously, right? I mean, I admire Diane. She has so many fantastic skills that I would love to to learn and be able to do one day. But that's what kind of the- that's kind of faulty thinking there a little bit because you you have your own unique yes. skills. So you're gonna do this all on your own in your own way. Okay. So and Diane's gonna to- drop me off the elevator one day and be like bye. Well so why do you think you had to restrain yeah the client? I think it's you restraining yourself. Yeah. What does restraining, is it restraining your old self, restraining, you know, kind of what we were talking about with. What were you, what were you doing with the client? What kind of client? Did you have any detail around that? What were you supposed to be doing for them? Um, Energy work or just some type of, you know, psychic work. Because I could kind of see this as you started to work with a client and it went south. Right. And so is that a fear that you have that you're when you are working with a client that somehow something's going to go wrong or it's it's not going to be a good outcome? That's what that means to me. I don't know. You guys may interpret it differently. Really, the most important thing is what does it mean? What do you feel about the dream? Because everybody's dream, you know, the feelings you're having in the dream are really what you should focus on. Are you feeling insecure? Are you feeling worried, afraid? Yeah, and you guys have heard a few of my dreams lately, right? It really is just kind of take like peeling off all these layers of fear going on, you know, that happens because I'm going on my own soon. Mm-hmm. And um, so even though I think I'm working on it in consciously, subconsciously, there's still some things that I need to work on. Oh, yeah. And you're not alone. Like every single person that I know that is in the place where you are, where they're making the transition from their day job, <laughs> their first career in their life chapter to the next, which is the spiritual based entrepreneurship, you know, that whole thing. They all go through the same phase that you're in, which is that all your fears about are going to come to the surface, all your fears about money, security, uh, worthiness fears about are your abilities where they need to be like all that stuff is going to come to surface. So it's not surprising to me that you would have dreams like that at all. Like, that's so common. Right. And just because I think that I took care of it, you know, in the, in the conscious level, you know, if there's things that still are going to be coming, you know, that are coming out. So that just knows that just makes me know that I still need to do some work. Well, and you, you can't even think about it just in this lifetime or this reality or dimension, because you're going to have fears about all the other lifetimes where you've stepped into your gifts and your purpose and you put yourself out there with your beliefs more publicly and maybe didn't have great results, you know? And so now you have reverberations of all that negative feedback kind of coming into this 
lifetime. So it's not even just like your conscious thinking in this lifetime, which it seems like you've gotten hold of, you know, your conscious mind, but it's all the stuff from all the other lifetimes where you made the step where you're at now and maybe something bad happened. And so that's giving you momentum with those whole feelings too. Another thing to keep in mind, a lot of this, you cannot do the work ahead of time. So it's not like you can do all this work and then go and be in perfect alignment to go do this new career of yours. Some of these things are going to be occurring during that growth. So there's no such thing as being all prepared, you know? It's layers. And also, if you're, I'm pretty sure if I recall, you're in the fifth stage of alchemy. So that is the stage where you step into your purpose. And all those old throat chakra issues come up anything around things that have happened when you spoke your beliefs or you spoke your truth or you shared your message with the world. That's all. So anything in that DNA strand that's being stored and the subconscious mind that's being stored and the Akashic, anything that's still activated, that's what's popping up for you now. So I think like the best thing to do with that is just be patient with yourself and know that you're working through layers, you know, and you're doing the right thing by just moving through it, moving forward. Right. Thank you. Who else had dreams they were they're going to share? Anyone else? I think Rose has had some dreams. I um I dream regularly, but as far as I think you Abby, you have been you have played a huge role in my dreams like as of late. We have met in our dreams, my dreams in your new house several times and we are working there and I don't know if it's in the physical per se I think it's more so the non-physical world that we are working in this home and every time I have the dream we explore it just picks up where we left off and we just go through working into another room of your home. We spend a lot of the time in the kitchen. But the last dream, I believe you started coming out of the closet, like bringing things out of your closet, which, I mean, that may be the norm. I've been out of the closet for um, a really long time, though. <laughs> long time <laughs> bringing things out of the closet. And I feel like you are showing me things that you have as projects for us or that we are working together and every time we are together in this dream you bring more stuff out of this closet which is really interesting because for the past week I've been bombarding you with okay we need this okay we need that Rose figure this out so it's been like a constant for the last at least over a week well now you're seeing my dreams yeah Julie too Julie has had a, a dream or two where she bought the next house I'm in. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Is Julie your sugar mama? <laughs> I don't know, but she should have called me. I would have answered her phone. What are you guys doing in your dream? I don't know. Like, in my dream, I know what we're doing. And in that moment, I do remember, oh, yeah, this is what we're doing. And as soon as I wake up, I don't have, I don't remember what it is we're doing. I don't think I am supposed to remember right now what it is we are working on. That's really cool that that they're not showing you yet or they're not letting you remember yet. Yeah. I feel like you're going to start having more and more premonitions in your dreams. 
So make sure you're documenting. I know like you do share your dreams with us. So that's like a form of documentation. So definitely do that. Do it in a way where it's dated, you know? Gotcha. That you have documentation because I feel like that's going to start happening for you more and more. And I do feel like the dream you're talking about was a premonition. Masked in some symbolism, you know, so not like a direct one-to-one correlation with an event, but uh, a premonition of something that's coming. But then there was like symbolism around it, uh, like getting stuff out of the closet may not be an yeah. actual event that you're going to do with Evie, but there's something significant in the, seeing her in the new house, meeting in the new house. There's work to do in the new house, um, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So I did, now that you say that, I had a very bizarre dream, very basic bizarre dream last week which kind of, I think, is coming to fruition today. (laughs) Since you've brought this up, I had a dream last week. I haven't had this kind of dream. It has been years. But I am laying in bed, and I look at the edge of our bed, and I remember this bed. We had this queen sleigh bed about 10 years ago, and we were in that bed, me and John. And at the edge of the bed there was this black witch looking demon. He was just standing at the bed and I knew he was coming for me. And so I reach over and what I think I'm doing is calling John's name and I wake up, I look around and the energy is fine and I realize I'm okay, just go back to sleep, forget about it. John calls me the next day and he's like, hey, you had a bad dream last night. I was like, yeah, I know, I was calling your name. He's like, no, you weren't calling my name. I was, and I got scared for a minute. <laughs> I was like, oh, whose name was I calling? I was calling my boss's name, Kathy. Oh. Her name oh. is Kathy. And I kept calling out her name. And so I'm like, well, that's really weird. And I just passed it off. I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to chalk that up to too much beer that night. Today... She went, or this past weekend, she went to New Orleans, partied it up, went to Florida, partied it up, came back to work today, went home yesterday sick, called me today and said, Rose, we have to send you for testing because I tested positive for COVID today. And I immediately said, called out her name the same exact way I called it out in the dream. Interesting. Interesting. And it just like triggered that that was kind of the premonition. Mm -hmm. But let's also think about that for a second. So around that dream, you saw a kind of like a demon, a darker energy. Dark energy. And I feel she picked up something in New Orleans. Honestly, (laughs) I'm not kidding. Oh, wow. Like a physical entity? Yeah. So she's going to need an energy clearing. And I don't know if, I mean, you can do that, Rose. Yeah. You have the, I mean, you should get her permission. I don't know if she'd be open to it, but I feel like she brought something back with her, not just COVID. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) So even more to the point that you had a premonition. Wow. I wish there was a demon in my house today because I screamed and I don't normally scream. And there was a mouse trying to run off with something. And I screamed. I didn't see the mouse. I just saw that the tortilla was no longer in the bag. 
It was where it should not have been. And I, I would rather have a demon from hell than have a rodent in my house. I really, really struggled with that. I was like, uh, everything was up for grabs the rest of the day. I just couldn't function. Oh, that's too funny. Put his head on a stake. All right, raise your hand if you'd rather have a demon from hell than a mouse. Oh, really, Susan? I'm going to go with that rather have a, a mouse. Demon. You cannot get rid I mean, of a friggin' mouse. look at Cinderella, man. She had friends that were mice. They were she so She didn't cute. have any friends. They said she, she was really, really Her own family it, didn't even like her. When have you ever heard of a cute story with a demon from hell? You never have, not <laughs> Um, I don't care. They're easier to get rid of than a mouse. Yeah, after they climb you to death. I climb mouse to a cockroach. I'd rather have a demon than a cockroach. And there's no cute stories about cockroaches. Sorry. Clearly, you guys have never had a demon. I'm just I, I will welcome it. I will totally welcome it. Okay. Those are some Abby, fighting words, Abby. Abby. I'm not welcoming a demon. Just <laughs> What's the, the thing you do when like someone's saying not stupid to have things? One, but if like, I have, you just yeah. did a weird symbol. Mm, 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 however. I don't know what the thing is. However. Stop and reverse for a second. Reverse that statement. I would rather not back have in. a demon. I would rather not have that mouse if I catch it. Listen, I'm, I'm never coming to your house again. It's going to be on a toothpick. I will only see you over Zoom from now. Because <laughs> you literally <laughs> just invited a demon from hell. No. First of all, you have to believe home. in hell. First you of all, you, have to you should let your hell. roommates know. I mean, I feel I like you should. I don't believe in hell. So that's not going to work. Tell, the tell way, Melissa. Let's see what she thinks about the fact that you just. Why don't I ask the gentleman that was standing on the other side of the window here that waved at me about a week ago? He's perfectly okay. Uh, that's well, better than a door. Hell, I'm just saying. He opened the door in the middle of our conversation that night too. Yes, sure. and then I we were all thinking, oh, it's Lola, but she was asleep. No, it's Grand Central Station over at your house. For I love that. I love that. That's love, why I will not it. sleep at your house ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love these conversations we are having on podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we're on a podcast. <laughs> okay, are we good for this one, Kim? I think we are, yeah. Well, thank you everybody for contributing to this session of dreams. <laughs> yes. Thanks. Thank you. Well, hopefully this discussion has inspired you to document your dreams as soon as you wake up and try to find meaning within them. Our subconscious is always working behind the scenes and giving us clues through our dreams. Subscribe, rate us, follow us on Instagram at Beyond the Cosmic Table, and let us know if you've had any interesting dreams that you'd like for us to try to interpret for you. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. Bye.